the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, you've heard it time and again. The economy is solid. Everything is great. Inflation is nothing to worry about. Wages are going up. Just stay the course. Finish the job. Uh, Meanwhile, we have had uh, two major banks fail since I talked to you Friday. And the federal government is moving to bail them out, even though their deposits, uh, many of them, 90% of one at least, were not insured by the uh, FDIC. But we have to insure them. We have to uh, shore them up because, well, if not, then there might be a run on banks. And a run on banks is what prompted the Great Depression, and a run on banks is what prompted the 2008 financial crisis. And a run on banks would be really bad for the Joe Biden re-election efforts, which haven't been announced yet, but we all know is coming. Welcome to a Monday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you along. Uh, Pay no attention. There's nothing to see here. We just have the second and third largest bank failures of all time happening over the weekend. Uh, But Joe Biden uh, spoke this morning at the White House. So they woke him up in time to pull him away from a Bugs Bunny marathon, then you know it must be very, very serious, right? And so uh, they pumped him full of uh, Skittles and Mountain Dew, and out he came to appear lifeless and to tell you that uh, all is well. Let's also take a look a moment to put the situation in a broader context. We've made strong economic progress in the past two years. We've created more than 12 million new jobs, Mm. more jobs in two years than any president has ever created in a single four-year term. Mm. Unemployment is below 4% Mm. for 14 straight months. Take-home pay for workers is going up, especially for lower- and middle-income workers. And we've seen record numbers of people apply to start new businesses, more than 10 million of them. More than 10 million applications over the last two years starting businesses. Now we need to keep the program, this progress going. Of course. That's what swift action that my administration over the past few years is all about. Protecting depositors, protecting the banking system, protecting the economic gains we've made together for the American people. Okay, feel better now? Uh, Sure. Those 12 million new jobs, more than any president ever, is largely a restoration of not quite all the jobs that were lost during the pandemic, so they are not new jobs created. They are old jobs uh, that are allowed now to reopen. Um, unemployment below fourteen uh, below 4% for Fort Street, 14 straight months. Yeah, when you shut everybody down and don't let them go to work for a year, and then their stimulus money runs out, they do have to go back to work. Uh, take-home pay going up? It is. It is. Take-home pay is going up. It has to because inflation is going up more. And you're losing... Real wages, notice he didn't say real wages are going up because real wages aren't going up. Not that he's now become some kind of devotee to telling the truth because he often says real wages are going up even though they are not. And you know that because you see prices at the store and at the pump and everywhere else going up more 
than your wages are going. Uh, record numbers of new businesses are starting. Well, gee, could that have anything to do with the fact that we shut down and forced a lot of businesses to go out of business during the pandemic? And now those businesses have declared bankruptcy and gotten back on their feet. And so they realize that they got to do something. And so, yeah, they're filing for new businesses or there are just openings now because entire strip malls closed down, entire offices filled with commercial real estate closed down and the market fills in where it sees a need. That could be it. Keep the program going. Yes, stay the course. Everything is fine. By the way, re-elect me president when I run again. So Silicon Valley Bank closed Friday. It's in, uh, well, you might imagine, Silicon Valley. Uh, It's the 16th largest bank in the U.S., the second largest bank failure ever. And a lot of its money is uh, Silicon Valley money, as you might imagine. Uh, Charles Payne of Fox Business, uh, not a fan, not a fan, I say, of the federal government bailing out Silicon Valley Bank. First and foremost, uh, for me, this was a bailout of Silicon Valley. Not Silicon Valley Bank of Silicon Valley. And everyone needs to be clear on that. This was not a bailout of hardworking Americans and small accounts. This was a, a bank that only catered, for the most part, to Silicon Valley and their customers. So how did Silicon Valley get so big? All of the money that cascaded into our economy uh, at the beginning of the pandemic helped to spur that big IPO in SPAC streak, if you guys remember. Uh, we had over 1,000 IPOs, 59% of uh, offerings, 59% were SPACs. 90% of them were pure crap. The others all went out overvalued. Everyone who bought them at the IPO price, every American is losing money right now, even before this crisis. In the meantime, though, all of that money went to Silicon Valley Bank. Their deposits went up 300% to $200 billion. The average bank over that same time frame, their deposits went up 35%. So they're living large. They're having a great time. That is a good time when your deposits are going up 10 times the amount of other banks. Why were they going up? Well, what do you think you know about the political climate in Silicon Valley? Uh, a lot of progressives, right? Uh, well, what did Silicon Valley Bank push? Let's read. The head of risk management at Silicon Valley Bank spent considerable time spearheading multiple LGBTQ plus programs, including a safe space for coming out stories. Jay Erspach, the boss of financial risk management at Silicon Valley Bank, launched initiatives such as the company's first month-long pride campaign and a new blog emphasizing mental health awareness for LGBTQ plus youth. The phrase, you can't be what you can't see, resonates with me, Erspach was quoted as saying on the company's website. As a queer person of color and a first-generation immigrant from a working-class background, There were not many role models for me to see growing up. Uh, Jay is a, well, Jay's referred to in this New York Post story as a her. So given what Jay is into, I'm going to guess, well, Jay's a man who thinks she's a woman and falls under the uh, T letter in the Alphabet Mafia acronym. It says uh, Jay's efforts as the company's European LGBTQIA plus employee research group co-chair, good luck fitting that on a business card, earn her a spot on Silicon Valley Bank's 
outstanding LGBTQ plus role model lists for 2022. See, they have so many LGBTQ plus people in the bank that they have a list naming their outstanding role models from among the legion of LGBTQ plus employees. This list was shared in a company post just four months before the bank was shut down by federal authorities over liquidity fears. Uh, Yeah. So that's what they were into. Hence, of course, Silicon Valley firms couldn't wait to invest in that because they all believe in it. Hence, go woke, go broke. They invested in a bunch of environmental, social governance things, green energy, Do those pay off? I don't know. Does the name Solyndra ring a bell with you from the Obama administration? See, the best new ideas in the Democratic Party are always old ideas that have failed miserably or new ideas that have never been tried. In fact, the best new idea in the Democratic Party that is, in fact, an old idea that has failed miserably is the oldest idea that has failed most miserably over time. Marxism, communism, socialism. That's the best new idea Democrats have ever had. And the reason why it's a new idea is because they're always going to do it better than before. And when they do it better than before, they're confident they're going to get it to work for the first time ever because it's never worked before, except when it is wound up in the murder of millions and millions and millions of people who conveniently are, or coincidentally, your decision, are always the people who don't happen to agree that the idea of the Democrats is in fact a great idea. This is so infuriating that the president came out today and said he's going to bail out all these people. And the reason he's going to bail out all these people with their deposits, by the way, with Signature Bank in New York, which failed Sunday, $110 billion in assets, 90% of which were not insured by the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation. That's the third largest bank. So over the weekend, remember, 12 million new jobs, more than any other president ever, 4% unemployment for 14 straight months, take-home pay going up, record business startups, That does not seem to me to be an economic environment where the second and third largest bank of all time would fail. Just saying, that sounds to me like a time of prosperity where everybody would be doing well, presuming, presuming that they are making sound business decisions, not decisions that make them feel really good about what they're committed to, what they believe in, what ideology should succeed, not is succeeding, not has succeeded, not proven, but theory. All the people on the left, the progressives, they love theory. They never tire of theory. Theory, 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 theory. It's a phenomenal thing, theory. Except when a bunch of people lose their money. Except they're not going to lose their money. Because the federal government, meaning you and I, are going to bail them out. So Joe Biden came out this morning and said uh, federal government is going to backstop these two big banks, Signature Bank of New York, Silicon Valley Bank of Silicon Valley, uh, because if they don't bail them out, then by the end of the day, you're going to be running out to the bank to get your money. And a run on banks is 
not good for the U.S. economy because banks don't, this just in, have your money at their bank. They have it invested. They have to make a rate of return so that they can lend money for all the different endeavors that they lend money for. A bank is a business. They take your money. They use it to make more money. They give some of it back to you in interest. They lend some of it to other people and charge them interest. And this is how they survive. If everybody came in the same day to get their money, the money wouldn't be there. And people would say, well, I want my money. And we would have panic, which is what happened in the Great Depression and what happened to a certain degree in 2008. That is where the phrase too big to fail came from. Too big to fail. They become so big. They have so many assets. We can't let them fail because if they fail, then the economy fails. And that would look really bad on Joe Biden's resume. I have no doubt that they would continue to stand at the podium at the White House and everywhere else the man speaks and tell you that everything is fantastic. I have no doubt they would continue to do that. It's just that it would be harder to continue to lie and convince even their half of the aisle that they are telling the truth if everybody can't get their hands on their money. So here is Joe Biden today announcing that your money is safe. Don't worry. Uh, We've got you covered. Your deposits will be there when you need them. Small businesses across the country, the deposit accounts at these banks can breathe easier knowing they'll be able to pay their workers and pay their bills. And their hardworking employees can breathe easier as well. No losses, will be, and I'm, this is an important point, no losses will be borne by the taxpayers. Now, I don't know how he can make that grand pronouncement that no money will be lost by the taxpayers because the Federal Reserve said Sunday that they have an and I quote, expansive emergency lending program that is intended to prevent a wave of bank runs that would threaten the stability of the banking system and the economy as a whole. Where did they get the money for their expansive emergency lending program? From the federal treasury. Where do they get that money? They get it from you and I. So this is a semantic double reverse saying that no taxpayers will be harmed. Hopefully, if there's no run on banks, we won't be harmed. But the only place the federal government can get any money is from the federal taxpayer. So for them to say, oh, no taxpayers will be harmed. Well, that's a big promise. You're hanging an awful heavy weight on a very thin wire right there, Joe Biden, but it certainly wouldn't be the first time. But they don't want what they call systemic risk factors, meaning widespread, repeated bank failures to occur in the wake of these two banks failing. The FDIC maintains an insurance fund with regular contributions from banks. Well, that's nice, but if everybody runs to their own bank to get their money, then that bank that's contributing to the emergency fund won't have any money to contribute to the emergency fund. So eventually, you and me We are the last line of defense. Now, one of the big red flags here with Silicon Valley Bank is that when it was detected on Friday that it was failing miserably, they tried to have it acquired by another bank. And no other bank said, sure, we'll take that, because their balance sheet was a mess. Why is their balance sheet a mess? Because they are a bank that has catered to people who traffic in cryptocurrencies. The bank itself cannot have cryptocurrency, but they have a lot of people there who have their money in cryptocurrency. Well, cryptocurrency fluctuates a lot, right? 
So if the bank has purchased bonds or long-term investments with some Silicon Valley guys, $100 million in cryptocurrency, but that guy's cryptocurrency is now worth $30 million. Well, now the bank has a problem because the bank doesn't really have that $100 million that it invested. So you see how this kind of mess occurs. Now, they are saying that some Silicon Valley bank clients will be protected, but they also said that uh, some who have exorbitant amounts of money may not be, may not be. They shouldn't be. They shouldn't be. If you play a risky game, then you should know the risk when you're going in. Now, what about Signature Bank in New York? What's going on with Signature Bank in New York, which has, let me double check because I get these confused, Signature Bank is not as big as Silicon Valley Bank. Signature Bank is the 29th largest bank in the United States. The third, it's the third largest bank fail of all time because Silicon Valley was the second largest bank. Signature Bank also heavily into clients who have a lot of cryptocurrency. They sold off on Friday. This is Signature Bank in New York. They sold off 20% of their shares trying to get money, right? They see, uh-oh, we got a problem here. We're over-leveraged. So they sold some of their assets, no doubt at a loss, to try to bolster their balance sheet. Problem is their assets were down 76% over the last year. You think you've had a bad year in your 401k? Signature Bank had a really bad year. And it's not a surprise. They were started in 2001. And here's a quote from the Associated Press. Signature Bank catered to high net worth individuals. Wait a second. Am I to understand that our Democratic president, the guy who wants rich guys to pay their fair share, the guy who will tax only people making $400,000 a year, am I to understand that now he is bailing out a bank that caters to high net worth individuals? That doesn't seem to stack up with what Joe Biden has told me. Am I to understand that Joe Biden might not be telling me the truth about where his allegiance lies when it comes to people who have robust bank accounts? I know, shocking, right? Our innocence is fractured. When Signature Bank began, its president, in a 2001 interview with Cranes of New York, said the bank's target audience is, quote, the guy who started his business in Brooklyn and is now worth $20 million. Now, The Democrats will point this out. Hey, you know, they became a go-to lender for Donald Trump. A go-to lender for Donald Trump. So, uh, evil Trump. Except that last year, Signature Bank refused to do business with Donald Trump any longer. They said they would no longer do business with Donald Trump because Donald Trump was, I'll pick one. He was big and he was mean and he was orange and he was bad. And they said that their conscience would not allow them to do business with Donald Trump anymore. (laughs) Maybe because his businesses make money. Maybe they had an allergy to uh, a Republican who made money. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.